we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. The date today is March 25th. The time is 6 o'clock Central Time, and the place is the farm, the animal farm on the We the People Radio Network. My name is Ben Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow evildoers, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And our third and by far the most important radio host, Pyeth, who's doing the soundboard tonight. Hello. We got a great show tonight, folks. We're going to be covering the latest news, and we're going to be taking your phone calls. You're on the farm. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is Animal Farm Radio Show on the People Radio Network. Eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four is the phone number to reach us. You can always drop us an instant message at AOL Instant Messenger, screen name, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Also, visit our website, animalfarmshow.com. Great, great website. Um, and sign up for the forums. Um, but very often on the show here, we start off with a very silly article, something that we found. <laughs> and what do you have for us? Oh, tonight? boy. Well, I don't know if silly quite fits this one, Ben, but a U.S. man is claiming that he is pregnant. But don't let the, uh, don't let the uh, headline fool you, folks. This is, this is incredible. An Oregon man who used to be a woman says he is pregnant with a baby girl. Thomas Beatty's first-person story appears in the April issue of The Advocate in a Los Angeles-based news magazine for lesbians. What? Uh, uh, gays, bisexuals, transgender people, etc., etc. According to the story, Mr. Beatty, or Beatty, I guess, was born a woman, but decided to become a transgender male and legally changed his sex to male. He had his breasts surgically removed and started bi-monthly testosterone injections, but of course he kept the female part of his body intact, so we're <laughs> able to baby. have babies. Uh, <laughs> I could just I could just feel the people cringing listening yeah. to this already. Well, he'd be breastfeeding. Uh, you know, man, I just can't think of stuff like this. I, I'm, I'm going to project off my mouth like now, identifying as male, Mr. Beatty illegally married Nancy Beatty. The story says a pa- the pair wanted a biological baby, but Miss Beatty was unable to carry a child, so he ended up doing it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, uh, wow. Okay, well, National Post, if you really want to dig deeper, folks, I'll leave it there. Get all the crunchy details. <laughs> yeah, and just, try to, just trying to balance the scale. Uh, Dr. Kevorkian plans to run for Congress at a Southfield, Michigan. Uh, this is out of Reuters, excuse me. Assisted suicide. 
suicide advocate Jack Kevorkian, known as Dr. Death, for helping more than 100 people end their lives, said on Monday he will run for the United States Congress. He'll fit right in, Ben. The 79-year-old pathologist announced his bid to run as an independent less than a year after being released from prison, where, like I said, he'll fit right in, where he served eight years for second-degree murder. Uh, he says, I have no ties, no fetters, I am free. Uh, adding that he plans to run against the tyra tyranny of the U.S. Supreme Court, which he said has robbed Americans of their rights. Well, hey, we're on the same page there, Doc. In the 1990s, Kevorkian became one of the most prominent and polarizing figures in the debate over euthanasia by assisting in some 130 suicides and for his outspoken advocacy of the right to die. Uh, Kevorkian, who was, Kevorkian, who was paroled in 2007, said he will run as an independent for a congressional seat representing the Detroit suburbs near the area where he uh, where he presided at dozens of suicides in cheap hotel rooms and the back of his rusty van. Oh, good God! Ugh. Yeah, well, I hope you guys haven't eaten dinner yet. But that's yeah, that's the crazy and wacky news, Ben. And of course, we will have our UK syndrome segment, or at least uh, talk about some of the crazy news coming out of the UK because it always uh, supersedes always. everything that happens in the United States. It really is mm -hmm. George Orwell's 1984 over there plus. Yeah, very, very So we'll get stuff. to that, but yeah. oh boy. But right here in New York, um, this actually just broke not too long ago. Cops beat the living hell out of peaceful Tibet protesters in America. Unbelievable video of beatings outside the U.N. building. Disgusting video footage of New York cops clubbing and arresting, arresting peaceful Tibetan protesters who are merely walking down the street has gone relatively ignored beyond YouTube. And we do have that video. We're going to play a little clip right here. are threatening to kill people walking to free Tibet in front of the UN. Cops threatening to kill people. Delgado and Serrano. Officer Delgado and Serrano. You guys, be gentle. Why are you being so rough? Who are you? Yeah, that goes on for it goes on for a while, and so unfortunately, you really can't get much out of the audio. But I I encourage folks. Uh, yeah, ben actually that caught story. that. It's a good catch, Ben, and uh, they should go visit that video on the uh, on YouTube. What's, what's the title? <laughs> what's the title of that video? Um, well, the article is "Cops Beat the Living Hell Out of Peaceful Tibetan Protesters in America." Um, have to check out the uh, the YouTube title of it. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Just uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just another uh, another event in a yeah, series yeah. of them. And uh, just to follow up there, there was a great uh, article out of the Raw Story. Uh, police in New York City suburbs face charges. Uh, charges of violence by suburban New York City cops raise fears that big city problems have spread. And the idea here, Ben, is that, you know, uh -huh. things are not, it's not just happening in the city, of course. You know, even the, uh, the cushy union job cops are, you know, they're getting in trouble, too. It's just a plethora of issues and problems. Uh -huh. Manslaughter, rape.
rape, assault. A recent spate of allegations against police officers on the outskirts of New York City has raised fears that big city problems uh, have invaded the suburbs. You don't want this to go on anywhere, but you certainly don't expect it in the suburbs, said Alicia Barnes of White Plains, a mother of two-year-old twins. Experts agreed, however, that the suburbs are not immune, of course. Uh, Law enforcement in the suburbs is only as good as the patchwork of police departments that exist in each county, said Donna Lieberman, executive director of the New York Civil Liberties Union. Uh, And just just to kind of skip around here, Ben, there's just uh, several examples of incidents that have taken place, I guess, over the last couple years or months. A Mount Kisco officer was charged with manslaughter in the death of a homeless, drunken immigrant who had suffered a blow to his abdomen, and the officer resigned in his fight in the charge. But the case has raised tensions about immigration and revealed a practice of police departments dumping their undesirables in neighboring towns. And there's one in New Rochelle, sergeant, husband of a local TV anchor woman, has been charged with forcibly raping a 17-year-old girl. No. Sweet Jesus. Uh, the Justice Department is investigating allegations of brutality in Yonkers and Sleepy Hollow, where officers used a stun gun on a 16-year-old suspecting suspected of stealing a bicycle. Nice. You know, and again, that you can you can open up the whole can of worms with the taser issue, and we won't. Uh, it, it is a very it's a good debate to have, Ben, because you know they tout the tasers as non-lethal, but it is a subject of much controversy uh, because it has caused a lot of deaths. So more than you'd expect. Moving along, though, county officers killed an armed off-duty Mount Vernon cop who was trying to make an arrest in White Plains. A grand jury cleared the officers who apparently did not know Officer Christopher Ridley was a policeman. But some black leaders say he might not have been shot if he were white, yada, yada, yada. That's basically what they say after every time, you know. And that, to me, fuels more racism. But, you know, one more of these. Two off-duty New York City officers were accused of assaulting a man outside a Yonkers bar. And two colleagues were accused of attempting to cover it up. So, Ben, you know, just... And, and folks, again, this is out of the raw story. You can just type in police in New York City suburbs face, face charges. Uh, you know, the more you look around, you know, we try to report here on the animal form. We try to report of all the good news and all the good doings of, of cops because there are so many good police officers. But unfortunately, we always hear about the bad ones and the bad incidents. And uh, there's so much... Uh, you know, literature and reading and, and, and so many articles and stories about all the things that are going on negatively. Well, the, the police are, are getting a lot of resistance in Boston right now. Uh, police limit searches for guns, and this is out of the Boston Globe. Um, for everybody that knows about the knock and talk thing that they have going on in Boston, uh, they're getting a, a quite a bit of resistance from that, and the Boston Globe is reporting on it. It says, Boston police officials surprised by intense opposition from residents have significantly scaled back and delayed the start of a program that would allow officers to go into people's homes and search for guns without a warrant. Ooh. The program, dubbed Safe Homes, was supposed to start in December but has been delayed at least three times because of the misgivings in the community. March 1st was the latest missed start date. One community group has been circulating a petition against the plan. Police officials trying to assuage residents' fears have been drowned out by criticism at some meetings with residents and elected officials. So people are starting to get upset because these police officers go to people's houses and they say, hey, uh, let me just go ahead and take a look and see uh, if you got any guns in there and make sure that they're stored properly and stuff like that. Would you please let me in and the dumb people at home say, oh, sure, come on in, you're trying to protect me. And then they no. find, you know, a, a roach in there. And oh, boy. And then, uh, and then it's all over your arrest. So there it is, yeah. So looking for guns, but hey, is that a bong under your, under your counter there? <laughs> yes. So, you know. You're sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I, uh, I guess the patriot inside of me, Ben, hopes that all of this... Uh, 
I guess this you know willful dissent or the, the protesting ha- happening in Boston is a result of the John Adams HBO special now airing, yeah. which I did see the first part, which I was I was actually very I impressed. Been dying to see that. Giamatti, yeah, Giamatti is is he's, just, a man. he's one of the greatest actors living, yeah, uh, I think at least. But it, it, on top of it, it is a good story, and I think it's it's done very well. Uh, you know, more on that maybe later on if we all get a, a chance. But HBO folks, check it out. John Adams, great little uh, you know, it just makes you feel patriotic. Something different for a change. You know, it's yeah. not not the usual thing. Um, HBO man, they just put out great, great they movies. Do. They, they do. do. And, and this is an, this is actually an original series. Apparently, it's going to be a seven part series. So, wow. like the, each episode is like an hour or something like that. And I'm sure you can find it eventually uh, on the internet, not illegally, of course. But the the other thing too, Ben, is just this whole debate about guns. And I was looking into some of the CNN uh, headlines a couple of days ago, and, and there was a, a good video, and it was a it, was, it really depicted the problem in and of itself. There was one woman who wanted to have a handgun for her own protection. She lives in a very tough neighborhood where there's shootings all the time. Uh-huh. She's been you know she's been assaulted several times. She's been confronted and she's threatened on a, a constant basis. And besides having, you know, a secure home, she wants to have a firearm. So there's one side of the story. Then there's another side of a woman who lives in a similar neighborhood, but she was actually shot. She she survived. She's, she's okay. She was shot in one of the uh, the massacres, one of the school massacres. I can't remember which one offhand. Uh-huh. And she's saying, you know, how many more deaths do we need before we start controlling the guns? And there, you know, there's a debate. And, and what we always talk about here in the animal farm is, yes, you know, obviously illegal guns are you know usually the problem when it comes to gun violence to gun homicides and that's the one thing that they never talk about in these reports and i think a lot of people don't understand that taking a gun away from you or myself ben is not going to stop the problem of gun violence it's the gangs it's the uh, the criminals out there who can obtain these guns so easily it's not yeah. the guns that are being registered and, and, and blaming an, an inanimate object for uh for your troubles and the troubles that's going on in the community is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, we talked about, we, we state this over and over again, and you kind of have to do it over and over to kind of catapult the propaganda <laughs> here, but you have to state that, you know, statistically, the places with uh, the most gun owners have the, has the least amount of crime. Well, that, and that, that's the other thing, too, and on top of that, you know, the, the debate itself is just, you know, it's a real issue, and I think what, what is important to point out is that it's a, gun violence is a real issue. A lot of people, uh, you know, have illegal weapons or have weapons, and they are killing people. Homicide, you know, the, mm-hmm. the crime rates are up in a lot of places. Uh, so there's one aspect on which you just touched upon, which, yes, if people have registered guns or they legally are allowed to own firearms, and crime goes down yeah. significantly. So that's one solution. But never mind that. The, the big problem for me and the overall uh, theme here is that it is a real problem, but, again, the mainstream media and the newspapers will give you the solution that we feel, or at least I feel, is completely unnecessary and not not going to help the problem. You know, it's not yeah. it's not about taking away my gun. You know, so a fraction of a fraction of the crimes committed are by people like myself who have a registered firearm. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess my it's a ploy. You know, my question comes into the fact is, you know, you have uh, statistically, I believe, um, you know, you have. Uh, as many people getting beaten to death with bats and stabbed, you know, as with guns. Yeah. I mean, so what? So what do you do? Do you do you register all knives? Do you register all bats? What do you do with that? You know what I mean? It's an interesting question, man. You know, that that's that's the that's the mo with so many of these issues. Um, but just to jump from there to some other uh, incident here, it's it's kind of an interesting uh, story out of MSNBC, where you know we've all been driving around and we've seen those red lights with the cameras built in. I guess you see the flashing little white bar in the middle of the red light. <laughs> well, this is interesting, and this just kind of shows you the status of what you know what's going on. The red light cameras are too good for their own good. Some cities rethink the devices as drivers pay heed, uh, reducing fine revenue. So <laughs> I'll read it and I will comment. 
comment on it, but last week Dallas officials reviewed the number uh, numbers and decided that the quarter of the cameras they had installed to catch motorists running red lights were too effective, so they shut them down. They are not alone, faced with data showing that drivers pay attention to the cameras at intersections, resulting in fewer ticketable violations and ever-shrinking revenue from fines. Municipalities across the country are reconsidering red light cameras, which often work too well. <laughs> ben, they put, they put these cameras in the red lights, and they're actually doing what they were intended to do, to reduce people running red lights, given the idea that you're going to get caught and you're on camera. Fine, so it's Big Brother at, at, at the best. But they're doing their job, but they have to get rid of them because they're not getting enough money from the revenue. Yeah. What does that tell you as an American taxpayer? What does that tell you as a cop, as a police official? Oh, uh, at boy. the heart of the discussion that's taking place in the city councils and county commissions is tension between the twin benefits that were touted when local governments began installing cameras about a decade and a half ago. And you, you check this out yourself. Again, this is out of MSNBC. But, Ben, you know, I have to ask the question, if we put this in a similar scenario, or even if we related to the red lights uh, with the cameras in the red lights, you know, if this is saving lives are they going to still get rid of them and that's the real question the question becomes well if they're not getting enough funding never mind the fact that they're doing their job yeah. we need the funding so it's just uh it's unbelievable when you figure at least there is some good news here granted it is the big brother situation where i feel that cops should have to catch people in the act doing it but <laughs> yeah, you know these damn things so. are doing their job as you know cameras i guess often do uh, but they have to think about getting getting rid of them because they're not getting enough <laughs> revenue from the. Uh, from the like we're all I mean, is it, now. Is it that people are are getting their tickets and they're not paying them? No, no, no. It, people, it's are just... people are not breaking the laws often, Ben. So people are not running the red lights and getting caught because yeah. you know they don't want to pay tickets. But they're not get, the police department's not getting enough revenue. Interesting. So <laughs> it's amazing. We'll be right back, folks. The Animal Farm. Stay tuned. Dr. Katherine Albright, I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network. 
at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Hi, neighbor. We all know that knowledge is power. We've tried to give you knowledge to help you prepare for rough times. There's the worldwide famine and our country's dependence on often dangerous food imports. You know about genetically poisoned food. Two-thirds of the food is disappearing with the bees along with huge crop failures from all-time record water shortages. You know they're turning food into fuel with corn ethanol plants. If we do not control our food, food will be used to control us. Food control has been the plan historically in every enslaved population and is the plan for America. The only value of the knowledge you have to take control of your food is if you choose to get a supply while you still have the freedom to choose. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. Call 800-409-5633. News, politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. We will have war lie tonight, then. Uh, Charles Ratner, our legal correspondent, will not be available Thursday, so it is kind of a special treat for folks tuning in. If you haven't listened to Law or Lie, America's favorite game show, we will have that in the second hour. He will be calling in, so figure about 805, 810, figure it out. And the theme tonight, yes, the theme tonight for the Law or Lie game show will be beer. All right. In, I guess, in uh, celebration of the story out of Newsmax, amongst many others, where uh, beer, apparently the chemical xanthrodol or something in the hops, is, uh, I guess, found to be fighting cancer very well. So that's it's just my Yeah, I, I am thirsty, and it's, it's, it's such good news. Finally, you get some good news out of the out of the world these days. Uh, and there's plenty of, of other things going on tonight. But, uh, folks, we want to get your participation, so call in 888-202-1984. Let us know what's on your mind. I want to get folks uh, involved in this one, and I'd love to get some opinions on this, because this is just another blunder in a series of government blunders, but the Pentagon says it mistakenly shipped out ballistic missile parts to Taiwan. You know, we always sit here, we always bitch about stuff coming from China, Ben. I guess we have a different, it's kind of a reverse course. Raw story, the Pentagon has announced that it mistakenly shipped out non-nuclear ballistic missile components to Taiwan from U.S. Air Force Base in Wyoming. It's, it's unbelievable. It said the items have been returned to the United States, and I'll play the CNN special on it. But it's it's just you got to scratch your head, Ben. They're spying on us. Our phones are tapped. The internet browsers that we use are tapped. They're now they're searching laptops at airports. Internet. They're taking breast milk from women. You know, because yeah, yeah. shock bracelets coming out. Shock bracelets, all kinds of you know acoustic weapons, and then you hear stuff like this, and it makes you want to. Well, uh, you figure it out for yourself, but it makes me want to vomit. A briefing is going on here in the Pentagon. Top officials briefing the news media on what they call a regrettable mistake. What has happened, they tell us, is that four electrical fuses for intercontinental ballistic missiles, these fuses are not nuclear in and of themselves. This is Ryan Henry, a top DOD official, the Secretary of the Air Force. Four electrical fuses 
were shipped to Taiwan by mistake. These are trigger nose cone fuse assemblies, if you will, for intercontinental ballistic missiles, nuclear missiles that Taiwan, of course, does not have. These went to Taiwan by mistake. Taiwan had made a request for the sale of batteries for helicopters, and somehow the U.S. military, the Defense Department, accidentally shipped them these fuses, four fuses for intercontinental ballistic missiles. Now, this has great significance in terms of U.S. relations, of course, with China and Taiwan, because the Chinese are very sensitive to this. The Pentagon has, at this briefing, just confirmed that they have notified the Chinese of this mistake. They, of course, have been to Taiwan now. They have picked up these four assemblies and have brought them back to the U.S. They are assuring the Chinese there is no change in U.S. military and security policy towards China. But the fact, Heidi, is this could not be more embarrassing for the United States. President Bush has been directly notified of this incident. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates has ordered a full investigation and inventory of all components related to nuclear missiles like this. You know, it was just in August that the Air Force had to confess it accidentally flew some nuclear warheads across the country, not knowing they were on board a B-52. Awesome. I just, I, just, I can't get my head around it because, I mean, look, I mean, I ship out a lot of things at the post office every year. You know, I do some eBay auctions here and there. How does how does this happen? I mean, it obviously, it's not a couple thirty bucks. Yeah, it's not like someone it's not like someone goes into their printer and prints out the wrong address. Like, oh no, I'm supposed to send that to you know to Nebraska. Oh, Damn, it went to Taiwan instead. So you use the priority mail <laughs> tracking device. It's, how does this happen? I mean, we we were the laughing stock of the world for for so many reasons, not the least of which is this. So uh, you know, I guess they were trying to ship out. Uh, what was it? Uh, some other types of items, but again, how does how does this happen? I Who makes this mistake? Yeah, welcome I to the White House. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God, uh, it's it's unbelievable. So, folks, we got an issue in America. Yeah, give us your thoughts on this. Uh, you know, it all ties in, and, and again, you know, we we touched upon some of the real issues that are going on on top of things with the veterans not being able to get health care. Uh, we'll get to that. I have a report on CNN about that, and there's also another thing about antidepressants, which I want to play maybe later on in the show. Uh, Prozac, in, in particular, Ben, which is now uh, it's got to be. I think it's on the labels now. They have to put that it can be linked to suicide. Suicide, you know, all of these uh-huh. antidepressants now being linked to suicide. Go yeah. figure. It comes to Prozac. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, you know, later on in the show, we're going to be playing Gary Franchi's uh, bombshell interview with Great Interview. Ridge. Great interview. Excellent, excellent interview. Uh, that's that's how you do it, folks. <laughs> I want to just finish up this because they do resolve it, thank goodness. So even though these assemblies in themselves are not nuclear, the fact that these components were accidentally shipped to Taiwan when Taiwan thought it was getting helicopter batteries is a matter of embarrassment, if not as well, some significance. Heidi? Yeah, so helicopter batteries, hmm, or ballistic missile parts. Thankfully, you know, I guess we, we recovered these and... I mean, it, it just, it begs the question, what else have we done wrong? What else have we it, shipped? Yeah, it, have we accidentally shipped a dirty bomb to Al-Qaeda? Yeah. Have we accidentally, you know, shipped a... Um, uh, you know, the nuclear hair triggers and, and nerves to over over to the uh, the Taliban. <laughs> yeah, and for me, Ben, it just comes down to you know this is just obviously one more story in the line of many. And they talked about the nuclear weapons story that happened a couple months ago. But you know, I just I'm I'm trying to get a real grasp on how 
I guess, you know, not to use the word bad, I mean, you know, how far gone the country is or how, uh, you know, what's, what state are we really in? You know, how bad are things ultimately? You know, yeah. we have a, obviously our government is extremely corrupt in so many areas. Uh-huh. Uh, many people running our government, many, many people in Congress are criminals. They've I been know. convicted of it. And, and are, unfortunately, many of the people in this country are, are just bad people now. You know? Yeah, I, I, I think, we're, you know. We're, we're going to be getting to this, this uh, Rush Limbaugh clip and how they've been playing politi- politics back and forth mm-hmm. and how he actually sent people out to go vote for a bad Democratic candidate. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, we'll get into the whole morality issue of that. But it's not, it's, at this point, it's not just the politicians. It's us as well. We need to start looking at ourselves. We need to start looking at our, at our friends. And we need to start looking at our family and, and start to think higher of ourselves. But we're going to go to your phones. Who do we got here? John from Michigan. John Michigan, you're on. What's up? What's up, gentlemen? John, how are you? Well, John's doing okay because John's a born again Christian. I can handle this. I just All right, congrats. I my, Praise I the Lord. My job today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I live in. Is there anything? Is there anything you'd like to say to your boss? <laughs> That's me, yeah, without cursing. Actually, I've already said it. It's on my website. I'm running for state rep out here in Michigan, the worst economic state in the union. Okay, so, excellent. Good. Plug your website there, John. Go ahead. My website is goodmichigangovernment.com. Okay. And I'm running under the U.S. Taxpayer Party because. I don't want to run into the glass ceiling in the Republican Party. I met up with those people, and they were like, oh, well, maybe you should get elected first and then raise the Christian flag. And I said, do you think the Founding Fathers would have done that? Interesting. You just keep hearing Constitution, Founding Fathers, Constitution, Founding Fathers, and then you say John Locke's two treatises on civil government, and that has 1,700 references to the Bible, but they go, well, we don't want your Christian principles in government. I go, really? You ever read what John Adams wrote or George Washington's farewell address that was a textbook till 1962? You don't want biblical morality? I said, you know, I said I'm going to be a representative to stand in the gap between the government and the governed, so you guys can clean up the culture and morality, and we don't need to pass any more laws. But you need government to. Stop and leave you alone. You know, I'm not going to take away your alcohol, pornography, cigarettes, gambling, whatever it is you're worried about. But seriously, you know, 14-year-old girls are, you know, doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And, you know, there's people that look at Internet pornography and then they call Alex Jones and yell 9-11 was an inside job. I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. Why don't we step up and be men and so we don't have to have a bloody revolution? Why don't you support people who really have some character and some values who will go into their state government and say, you know what? No. <laughs> you know? Hey, John, hey, listen, let me hold you up. we got a break coming up. I actually have a very interesting question for you, um, and I want to get your response. Just hang on. We shall return, folks, with John in Michigan. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Plenty more to come. Praise Jesus. God help us, Jesus. God Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul is unique. Congressman Ron Paul has a principled, consistent voting record that is not dictated by special interests in Washington. Ron Paul has stood resolute against our government's interference overseas, in our economy, and in our personal lives. Ron Paul is the champion of the Constitution. Ron Paul's candidacy is hope for America. 
Be a part of it. Join us. Thousands already have. Ron Paul has received more donations from men and women in the military than any other candidate. Don't believe the cynical lie that we can't fight the big money that funds politics as usual. People of every age, race, and background, united by a message of freedom, peace, and prosperity, are ready to take this country back. Learn more at ronpaul2008.com. That's ronpaul2008.com. This is Ron Paul, candidate for president, and I approve this message. This message brought to you by grassroots efforts to elect Ron Paul. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Uncover the Truth with Catherine Albright, live from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., Monday to Friday, right here on We the People Radio Network. Welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. We are talking with John in Michigan. John, uh, you lost your job today. You seem very happy. You are a born-again Christian, and that's excellent. I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know this, and I don't want to open up a religious uh, separation of church and state debate, because we can go all night with that well beyond our means. But in 30 seconds, and actually I have to ask you the first question, John, have you seen the movie Jesus Camp? No. Okay, well then, then the question is on the board. I have a different question just to back up. But I would, and, and again, John, I'm I'm not making any specific point uh, other than I feel that religion is being completely perverted and abused. Um, I was I was born a Catholic and I was raised Catholic, and stuff that's coming out of the Catholic Church, uh, n- not wrong with Catholicism itself, but th- people who are abusing the religion, and that really gets me angry. But John, um, I suggest you check it out. A and E produced a movie called Jesus Camp. It's really a documentary. It's not a movie, um, and I would suggest check. 
checking it out because I feel that it's it's a perversion upon religion in this in this case really teaching children to fight the war uh, for God basically what's going on there but uh, give us a call back when you get that chance but just to end here who are you supporting for president in this upcoming election I'm just curious well I'm I'm supporting Ron Paul but okay point on the Christianity the Pilgrims fled the Christianity of the Crusade and the uh, Spanish Inquisition. That's what mm-hmm. they escaped from. So if, if I don't care what denomination any professing Christian calls himself, all they have to do is stick their nose in a 1611 King James Bible and read it, because God elevates his word above his name. So even though we have all these different denominations and forms of Christianity, the whole megachurch movement, Joe Osteen, all that stuff is just apostate. God hates it. It's feel-good Christianity. There's no works that back any of it up. It's all a bunch of emotion and it's on the veneer. And if you read Matthew 23, Jesus told all the religious leaders of the day, Woe unto you, you hypocrites. He called them hypocrites. He goes, on the outside, you're all this religious veneer, but on the inside, you're just a liar. You know, and, and they all break the first commandment, which is love God with all your heart, mind, and might. And you have to take your love for God and put it into action. So if anybody in the name of Christ goes out and kills somebody, you know that's not Christianity. America should be the big melting pot. Let the Muslims come over here. Let people of all faiths come over here, and we'll open up our Bible, and they'll open up their Koran, and we'll say, hey, now which one do you think really created everything? Because the word creator in the Declaration of Independence is monotheic. Uh, monotheic. No, no, John, I, no, it's, it, the point is well taken. And listen, I agree, and thanks for the call. I mean, the bottom line is, um, yeah, I mean, in, in a perfect world, we'd all sit down and we would discuss religion. And I guess at the end of the day, what I'm hoping for is just ultimate respect. Uh, no religion, in my opinion, is better than another. I don't necessarily belong to any you know, particular religion, uh, just because I try to keep an open mind. And I think a lot of times, at least one of my talking points on this, Ben, and I'll give it over to you after this, I'm sure you have plenty on your mind. But anybody who gets offended um, when someone doesn't agree with their religious beliefs is not secure in their own beliefs. Yeah, That's absolutely. A, and, and, John, I'm not saying it's you. I think I think you made your point. You made it well. I'm not accusing you at all of that. But, Ben, uh, what about I mean, the idea of our radio show here, Ben, is really talking about America and yeah. about how the government is using so many of the different entities that could be good or bad in, for the worse. Yeah. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the whole situation here? A divide and conquer is, is, yeah. is what it is for the most part. I mean, they, they there's a, a lot of these, you know, preachers that they put out there, and they're actually literally put out there. They're on the payroll. They're on, you know, these Pat Robertsons right. are right. out there, and they're, you know, strumming up hate of homosexuals and it's blaming um, uh, the homosexuals for 9-11, and then you have people out there blaming the Jews for 9-11, and then you have people out there. You know, it's just, it's it's a lack of focus. God. It's a lack of focus on Sagad, uh black versus white divide and conquer scheme uh, method that they got going on there so i think it's really sad um you know the the fact that i think that's the biggest issue here in america is that we can't for we can't literally just sit there and talk to each other we can't be open people anymore it's like you know if you why, why can't you go have a beer at a party with somebody and talk openly about your beliefs and what you think happened here and there and stuff like that without getting into some little hissy, you know? And it always happens. We've seen it time and time again where you'll get into some complete hissy, and, and that is what the issue is. We need to be able to talk to each other openly about things. I agree, Ben. And I think, again, like I said, it's, it comes down to being secure in your own belief. If, yes. I believe, if I believe in God, let's just say, and someone else I'm talking to doesn't believe in God, I'm not going to get offended. If, uh-huh. First of all, we're not talking. If we're talking about government corruption, then I can go and quote articles. I can talk about facts. I can talk about videos. I can talk about speeches and quote politicians. This mm-hmm. is about faith. 
Yeah. Okay. It's so about belief. It is. And you go, well, well, the Bible, the Bible. Fine. Yes, I understand. There's the, there's the Bible. There's the Quran. There's all there's all these books, and I understand they're all important. But again, you cannot prove to me right now that God exists. It's in your in your faith, in your soul, in your heart. Fine. If that's the situation, that's great. But uh, you know, that's that's the thing, folks. And I think ultimately, what we're all hoping for is that in this country, at least for now, uh, and, and in the future, we can all express our beliefs without it being uh, getting our asses kicked by the police or by politicians and being put into jail. So. Um, and then, you know, I was going to ask, uh, ask him about Rod Parsley, you know, and that's why kind of why I, I did bury the seed. And I was hope I was not hoping, but I was wondering if he was going to support McCain. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, McCain with this Rod Parsley issue. And again, that's not even in the news. But, but see, the, the, uh, the religious people that support McCain are just uh, are people that uh, that he had kind of just described. Is that they're, they're people that don't even understand their own faith. Well, that's exactly so it. So they think, you know, McCain is up there on stage screaming, Bob, Bob, Aran, Bob, Bob, Aran. Yeah, that's funny. They think that that's funny and that that's Christian and that kind of coincides with their beliefs, but then even some of them say, okay, I'm a Christian, um, and since there's, there should be a separation of church and state, then I think that you know it's okay to support somebody that's going to bomb a, a instant country, another country, and do something that's not Christian, and that's because I'm for yeah. separation of church and state. Yeah. So that's that's I mean some of the logic to just some of the logic that people strum up to just go out of their way and kill massive amounts of people is is yeah. ridiculous and remarkable. I well, mean, I, yeah. I've I've Run that by me again. I don't understand. It. I've heard a large number of people uh, explain politics as an excuse to kill other people. And I think for for the most part in the mainstream media out there, it is it happens all the time. It's it's it's, it's repetitive, conscious yeah. excuse to go out and kill people. You yeah. know, and I think a lot of the people in this movement, a lot of people that listen to this show um, and listen to a lot of other shows on this network, really understand that politics is is about peace and it's about working together and it's about becoming uh, one with humanity and becoming negotiation. Exactly, negotiation, compromise. Um, you know, but not compromising to the point where you're selling yourself short and you're selling your beliefs short. But you know. Becoming one with the world, essentially, yeah. is what is what true politics is about. You know, when you turn on CNN and MSNBC and you see Hillary threw out an insult here and Obama, you know, oh, ducked it here I mean, and then fired back with this one. That's that's the type of politics that you know yeah. subconsciously people want to use to to kill other people. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have to I don't have to explain to anybody listening to this show why we don't cover the nonsensical garbage, just absolute jargon that's been covered every for the last two weeks. I think it gives us credibility, Tony. I All of a sudden, can... now pastors are the main focus of American politics. Yeah, you believe I, this it's, it's in, in America? But I just think I think Sick. it's it's such a testament. You can talk to your friends and family, and you could say, "Turn on the TV right now. Look at what they're talking to." Then shut it off and listen to the animal farm and listen to what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's the the difference is night and day. And I think that adds credibility because we're we're not into tabloid politics here. We're into real. Honest to God, politics that's going to help the world and and make the a world a better place for everybody to live. Yeah, and right or wrong, and I, and I have to I have to make this point, and I have to try to to really bring up this point as much as possible. But again, if I was if I were to play into the the crap that's on the TV about the Obama pastor and how all of a sudden now pastors have a you know they're all on TV now, and you go to Fox News, like seven different pastors, and this one's a racist, this one's a whatever, a bigot, all this crap, and yet we're still there's nothing about. Mr. Rod Parsley, McCain's advisor here, about you know he wanted to talk about eliminating Islam as a false religion or whatever. Um, but you know, a, a pastor is racist because they keep pushing the race card. They keep pushing the black versus white. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of McCain, you know, it just it just makes you nuts. But um, 
he, uh, I guess he was there. He told supporters at a town hall meeting that he, top U.S. commander in Iraq, General David Petraeus, and terror mastermind Osama bin Laden all agree about the Iraq war. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, this, this, he shouldn't even go to these speeches. He should just have this, like, on a, a record player repeating this. This is all he ever says. This is amazing. He said a raw story. At least hopefully it'll play. Um, yeah. As you know, I was in Iraq and Jordan, Israel, France, and England on my last uh, visit. And um, a couple of days ago, as you probably know, an audio tape, actually it was last week, an audio tape was released uh, where bin Laden said, and I have to quote bin Laden, the nearest field of jihad today to support our people in Palestine, they're talking about the, he's talking about the Israeli-Palestinian issue, but the nearest field to support our people in Palestine is the Iraqi field. He urged Palestinians and people of Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia to, quote, help in support of their Mujahideen brothers in Iraq, which is the greatest opportunity and the biggest task. Now, my friends. Yeah, yeah, my friends. Well, I'm you're not a your liar. Friend. I'm not your friend. You're a liar. <laughs> and again, you're trying to justify why we're in Iraq now after all this time, after all this stuff. And now, of course, the 4,000 deaths. Uh, that's come along, and when we get back from the break, we'll talk about just the absolute. Um, I don't even know what the word I could use here, Ben. That's yeah. at least I can allow. I'm yeah. allowed to use, but with Bush and Cheney are saying, uh, it, it's just it breaks my heart. But we will talk about that when we get back, folks. A lot of Cheney and Bush and more nonsense from our government. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W dot com or call 608-819-8011. Act today as there will be no warning. Hi, neighbor. 
The world famine is in its third year. Our harvest is too small to get through the year. Genetically poisoned food, dangerous food imports, and constantly recalled disease-contaminated foods are mixed in with our safe food. Farm food production is turned into ethanol fuel. What should I do? How long can I afford food or till there's no food? How long before it's all poisoned? Will three years' worth of food supply be enough? Or will it only postpone my trip to the population control breadline? Will it be okay to wait till after the holidays? I'll use what I didn't spend on Christmas for a something is better than nothing supply. I'll get the rest later. How long do I dare wait? I know I'll regret not starting sooner and not getting enough food. I have to decide while I still have a choice. Tell me what to do. Now take your own advice and call 800-409-5633 or on the web efoodsdirect.com. Call 800-409-5633. Right, Paul is here. The freedom message waking up people everywhere. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. Well, have no fear. Your faithful leader, George Bush, U.S. deaths in Iraq have laid the foundations for peace. And this is what I was talking about before the break, Ben. George W. Something that really turns my stomach. The uh, of peace is covered with dead bodies. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We'll get to your phone calls. Ray and Penn, stay tuned. We'll be there. Uh, President Bush expressed sympathy money for the families of the 4,000 Americans killed in the war in Iraq, promising to make sure their loved ones were not lost in vain and to quote our fearless leader. One day... People will look back at this moment in history and say, thank God there were courageous people willing to serve because they laid the foundations for peace for generations to come. And I'm not going to read the rest of this article because I may have an accident here. Yeah. But 97% of U.S. deaths came after this guy walked out on a, on this air, aircraft carrier with his conscience uh, hanging out. <laughs> with a, with a, oh, a mission accomplished. Accomplish. And then to, right make, behind them. to make things even worse, Cheney seems as though he's trying to play the sympathy card for Bush here. ABC News aired an interesting interview with Dick Cheney. This is this is pre- following the uh, I don't really care about Americans interview or so article, whatever. Dick Cheney last night, it was a pleasant surprise to see the VP willing to chat with a network other than Fox News. I have the audio club here you want me to play yeah actually if you would be- play the because i don't even want to talk I w- about it i will play it <laughs> go ahead <laughs> sick Mr. vice president i want to i want to start with the milestone today of four thousand dead in iraq americans and just what effect do you think that has on the country your thoughts on that so well, it's um it's obviously uh it's breathing heavy brings home i think for a lot of people the uh, cost that's involved uh, the global war on terror in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, it places a special burden, uh, obviously, in, on the families. And uh, we recognize, I think, the, uh, it's a reminder of the extent to which we're blessed with uh, uh, families who sacrifice as they have. The president carries the biggest burden, obviously. He's the one who has to make the decision to commit young Americans uh, but we are fortunate to have a, a, a group of uh, men and women, all volunteer force, who uh, voluntarily put on the uniform and go in harm's way for the rest of us. And um, you wish nobody ever uh, lost their life. 
This Jesus. guy's literally breathing Shut like Darth Vader. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, lay off, lay off the now cigarettes, Dick. Yeah. But let me ask you a question, Ben. I had this uh, this question, and we'll get to your phone calls. Do you think if you played the audio of Dick Cheney's voice to a newborn baby, it would start crying frantically? Because I, re- I, I really, I, I swear to God, I, I mean, I don't have the chance. Yeah. I don't really have the chance to do this, but I, I think that's one of those things. I really think it, I think it would. Like, it, yeah. let's do an experiment. Like, one baby gets the Dick Cheney voice, and the other one gets, like, Mozart. I bet you would see. I'm sorry. That, that's sick. All right. Uh, to your phone calls on the farm, folks, where we apologize. Right in Pennsylvania, you're on the farm. What's up? Gentlemen, why don't we play Dick Cheney going backwards? Like, play it in reverse and see what it will sound like. There'll be some words there that, you know, like subliminal messages. Well, I mean, aside from the monotone, aside from the the, the fact that his voice is so monotone in India, and, uh, you know, President Bush really uh, feels this way. But aside from <laughs> it really, aside from that, his voice just has no life whatsoever. And like, I really don't believe that he believes a word of what he's saying. But uh, Ray, what what's on your mind? Sorry. <laughs> you know, for, first of all, how would we, you know. I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, a lot of Christians out there, gentlemen, before was a Christian's running for office, and that's great. We should never mm-hmm. hide from being who we are. Sure. But let's have the response, like somebody is a Muslim, and they're running on a Muslim platform, mm-hmm. and they're running in the Republican Party, Democratic Party, whatever like that. We would be appalled, naturally would be appalled. Or if a Hindu said, we're going to run on a Hindu platform, or whatever it is, then we would say, oh, no, no, separation of church and state. You know, leave your, leave your views out of the political arena. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, we have to be very, very careful. You know, it's like I said, not to hide from your views. And, and Ron Paul, I mean, went to Liberty University, gave a talk. He said that he believed in Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is personal Lord and Savior. And that's really about all that you hear about it. That's it. You're absolutely right, Bray. No, no question. And, and Ron Paul is the absolute 100% perfect, um, perfect candidate to to put out his his political views and not mix them with his his Christianity. I mean, he he sure. nails it and how to do sure. that. Sure. Fact, keeping it real. Even even talks about the just war theory that comes out of the church and saying that this war doesn't even fit fit that. You know, the Catholic Church came out against the Iraq War. You know, we're so we're uh-huh. the Catholics on this issue. I'm not too sh- not too sure. I'm not a Catholic. Uh, that's the that's the other thing too. Yeah, no, right. That's the other point that I was trying to make before is that you know it's it, people. You know, and that's the other thing too. People will hear about Muslims and they get the wrong idea because of of propaganda by our media. And then other people who you know you try to tell them talk to them about Christianity, and then they'll say, oh well, you know they rape young children. The priests are having right. sexual. It's you know just because one incident happens doesn't mean the whole religion is bad. It's 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 unfortunate that these things are, are occurring. Of course we understand, but uh, with people, Muslims in general, I mean, there's a really really strong. Uh, an adamant uh, propaganda towards them. I mean, you think about a Muslim getting elected. It's like there's a people, yeah, people there's just a hate dirty Muslims. brown man with a with a thick turban with a yeah. big nose, and he's just going to go in there and just start <laughs> smelling, just start bombing his own people. You know. Yeah. Well, the uh, other the other thing that people forget about that you know there are Arabs that are Christian. I mean, you know, so people think you know if you're Arabic, all of a sudden you're Muslim. It's just it's just not it's just not true. Look at, there's a libertarian organization called Minaret of Freedom. Great friend of mine, Dean Ahmed, is the head of that organization. Go on the web, minaret.org. Free market, gold standard, peace, all the rest of that stuff. Take a look at it. I'm not promoting it. It's Islamic faith at all. That's fine. No, that's fine, man. There are libertarian, you know, Muslims. 
Now, the right. other thing is, this guy Rod Parsley, which is very, very interesting. Go on YouTube. I love YouTube. Search mm -hmm. national debt. To whom do we owe? Internet. Yep. Five-part theory on all about the Federal Reserve, and he's doing this right in church. Okay. Now, he now he's great on that issue, but yet, is he going to tell McCain all about the Federal Reserve? I doubt it very, very much. But I would suggest everybody listening: national debt. To whom do we owe it? Very, wow. So this is powerful. this is this is Mr. Parsley himself put, uh, yeah. giving, putting on the lecture. Oh, that man is sick. Wow, interesting. So right, he's right, right on that issue, but then slips in the rat poison where he's like, uh, you know, all the dirty Muslims must die. Well, you know, you know, see, see, we have to go back to another question. We may agree about the Federal Reserve, okay, Mr. Parsley and myself and everybody listening, but you have to settle the, the, the Palestinian-Israeli question because they'll stack you on that issue. Uh-huh. You know, you got to sure. go back to that one. But that's, and see, Ray, that's the question, and thanks for the call, right? That's the question I have, and what I still can't figure out is even the, the media propaganda, even within themselves, they're not consistent. All we heard over the last week and a half was how Obama's went to this church, and his pastor has these racial slurs against America and against whites. Fine, okay, it's, it's, and I don't agree with what the pastor said at all. First of all, I don't think that Obama should be punished for this pastor. That's first and foremost. But second of all, if we're good, and I'm not even trying to play the Obama card here, but if we're going to do that to Obama and, and really destroy his rhythm in his uh, campaign, fine. If we're going to do that, why are we not having McCain under even a tighter and hotter grill? Because his advisor, this guy Rob Parson, is talking about how you know America's meant to destroy Islam, or how it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, I listened to some of uh, what Obama's pastor was saying. I actually listened to uh, quite a bit of his his speech, and you know, I I agree with a lot of the stuff that the guy was saying. I mean, I I don't I don't know where he really went wrong in the um in the racism factor, but the guy was talking about how we were wrong because we bombed. Uh, Nagasaki and how we bombed Hiroshima, sure. and those are true things. I mean, well, well, they're points of view, the, Ben. They're points of view. But, but I mean, come on, like, kill them, kill them. How many hundreds of thousands of people? I mean, that's wrong. Dude. I don't disagree. All I'm saying is that it's a pastor. It's his view. But, but you go on to and you listen to Hannity, and he's out there saying this evil, uh, this evil pastor is out there preaching this anti-American hatred and stuff like that. And you're like, dude, the guy said that we bombed Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and that's that's freaking wrong. But, but, but like, but, but I was saying, but Rod, Rod Parsley is saying that America was put on. The earth to destroy the false religion in, in Islam or yeah. something like that. Along those like, yeah. All I'm asking for is consistency and propaganda. Can I get that in my false democracy, please? <laughs> well, right. If you think about it, I mean, is it is it's it unbelievable? Is it really no? Is it inconsistency or are they trying to well, just I mean, use the yeah, hell out of okay, everybody? Right, yeah. Excuse <laughs> the facetiousness. I understand <laughs> why they're. Right. I know why they're not doing it because McCain's already pretty much ultimately he's got the nomination locked up. And at least I think that you know whatever they're just trying to do their thing with Obama and Hillary. And I, hey, Ben, don't look now. But it looks as though Hillary has gotten a lot of steam and all this. It looks like Hillary is in the front runner all of a sudden. I don't know, man. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to queue up the clip when she gets an nominee. That's a lie. Oh, anyway, folks, yeah, back, back in the Revere Radio Network days, we did make a uh, kind of an on-air bet uh, that who would get the Democratic nominee. And I think uh, you said Obama, Ben. I said Hillary. But whatever. Nevertheless. And, and uh, Pius, I said Obama as well. Uh, but thanks for the call, Ray. And once again, if you wanted to get that YouTube clip, and yes, Ray, I love YouTube as well. It's a great way to at least see what else is going on out there but national debt 
to whom do we owe it or to who do we owe it? And apparently it's, it's more Rod Parsley stuff. And yeah, I mean, you know, again, uh, he scares the hell out of me, the Parsley guy. And you know, I try yeah. not to pay too much attention to the pastors going on out there because you know they have their they have their churches and then they should <laughs> they should be able to talk about whatever the hell they want. I thought this was America and we had free speech, but yeah, whatever. Um, you know, while we debate our Second Amendment right these days, and you know, maybe we'll talk more about that later on. Not too much to report there uh, recently, but, but we do have a lot of politics that we're gonna lots more to, talk, we about. to talk about here. We have the Rush Limbaugh uh, clip that we're going to play coming up here where he instructed uh, 16,000 or so people um, to uh, go out and vote for Hillary Clinton. So oh we'll, we'll get into that when we get back, folks. I'm going to call in 888-202-1984, or you could drop us an instant message, AOL, uh, AOL Instant Messenger, screen name Animal Farm Show, all one word. So stay tuned. We'll be right back, folks. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yeah. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. There's fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, songs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Enough! The Bill of Rights protects every American's God-given right to keep and bear arms. Now that right is being seriously undermined as legally registered rifles are being confiscated in some parts of our country. If we're not careful, we may find ourselves with no right to own guns. And that's where Gun Owners of America comes in. Gun Owners of America is in Washington every day fighting for you to keep that right. Congressman Ron Paul has called GOA the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. You need to be part of this great grassroots group of activists who are keeping the heat on their members of Congress. Find out right now how you can join. Call 888-886-GUNS and get started receiving their fact-filled newsletters and action alerts. Call 888-886-GUNS or go to their webpage at gunowners.org and help make your voice heard in Washington. Make that call right now and call Gun Owners of America at 888-886-GUNS. Remember, it's not just about gun control, it's about control. Limbaugh trying to subvert democracy and inject dirty tricks into the Democratic nomination process, encouraging Republicans to vote in Democratic primaries. He did it in Ohio and Texas, and now he has his eye on Pennsylvania. Don't forget Pennsylvania. You left it out there. We have operatives who are registering Democrat up until March 25th to vote for Hillary in Pennsylvania. It is happening there, too. Operation Chaos, rush the vote, uh, exceeding all objectives. <laughs> said it before, I think it's un-American to encourage people to vote for a candidate they don't want to win in order to corrupt the process. But in Ohio, it may now also be illegal. Election officials are considering pursuing criminal charges against some of the 16,000 Republican voters who crossed over in Ohio's largest county. The question, did they lie when they signed affidavits pledging allegiance to their new party? Some didn't even try to conceal their intentions. One voter bragged about crossing over on a message board saying, quote, they had me sign the affirmation about switching parties and supporting the principles of the Democrat Party. I said that would be easy because they don't have any. Everybody got a good chuckle as there isn't a Democrat within five miles any direction from where I vote. 
The problem? Lying on that affidavit could be election fraud, a felony, which could carry up to six months jail time and a $2,500 fine. Now some of Limbaugh's minions getting a little nervous. Cuyahoga County Board of Election actually, actually, I'm a little nervous, um, might be prosecuting voters. That's an empty threat. They have to prove, they have to prove people lied. It's, it's, this, look at, this is just a bunch of Democrats reacting to, uh, to, to tricks played on them like they try to play on everybody else. They're just, this is, they're, they're lashing out with, with threats. I wouldn't worry about it. Not until they call Rush asking to bail them out. Joining me now, editor of the blog. So that's what's, that's what's happening here. Yeah, Rush yeah, Limbaugh yeah, out there. Yeah, Literally yeah. telling people to vote for a bad candidate. So that's a disaster. So we just, it's almost like we deserve the hell that we, that we, uh, that we give ourselves here. I mean, we're just, we have, we have both parties wanting you know, to, to vote for the other uh, party's bad candidates, and we end up getting crap candidates on both sides of the spectrum. Oh, garbage. Uh, next time one of these rat bastards on TV and these mainstream media moguls uh, accuse uh, or misaccuse one of us as being anarchists or terrorists, then you talk to, about Rush Limbaugh and exactly. Operation Chaos. Uh, think about that, that name, mess. folks. Operation Chaos. Really? We all know the, really? We all know the very uh, oh. popular saying out there, order out of chaos. It's a very popular saying, so think, take that into account when you when you listen to, to Rush Limbaugh. They're full of it. Got and the brand of a four-year-old boy, and I bet he was glad to get rid of it. He really is. But of course, <laughs> it's also time now for a little uh, laughing, a little humor from the from the Daily Grind. But we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, Charles Ratner will join us for Lorelei. Stay tuned, folks. You're on the farm. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Ben, Tony, and Pyatt on Animal Farm Radio Show. Hey, you touch that dial, I'll break your f***ing head. It is that magical time for anybody not uh, realizing it, or for anybody who has never participated in this game... It is called Law or Lie, and we uh, we have kind of a set amount of principles here before we do it. So I want to turn it over to Pyeth and uh, get it done. Pyeth, can you give us the intro music, please? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play right, America. Time to wake up and play some Laura Lie. Uh, we basically, we basically did this here on the Animal Farm because we do get, or at least I get very upset. I know Ben, you get upset too, and Pyth. I know he's broken several things over the past years, months, whatever. So we do this to try to, you know, loosen the tension and maybe, uh, I don't know, cause a few accents on the road from from humor and laughter. But we are joined by our legal correspondent, Charles. Are you with us? I am. Good Charles, how? Good evening, sir. How are you on this this evening? How are you? No complaints. Couldn't be, uh, couldn't be better. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, folks, so if you have never heard about this game show, it, it, it's very simple, but I, I, uh, I will explain it again. Uh, Charles, is a, he's a real lawyer. He's going to give us four laws. Now, one of these four laws is incorrect. It's actually not a real law. Every other law is true. It's a real law. You can look it up. But Charles tries to deceive us here at the Animal Farm. We have a bit of a tally going. Out of six episodes of Lorelei, Ben is three for six, three 
right and three wrong. Uh, I am two for six, and Pyatt is one for six. So this is a, ver a real pivotal game in the season, Ben. I will say that this is... I could really catch up to you tonight. Oh, Pyatt can catch up to me. We could really do some damage, and I think it's... Uh, Maybe this is the turning point. So, Charles, I'm going to give it over to you. Again, folks, four laws. One is not true. You'll guess it at home, and uh, I hope you get it right. But uh, it's really time. So, Charles, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you will tell us the four laws. Go ahead. It's all yours. Okay, guys. Uh, tonight's theme, uh, I, I tried to bring it down to a level that you all have a fair shot at. We're talking about beer here. All right. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. <laughs> law, law number one, in Holyoke, Massachusetts... Any vendor must turn over four-fifths of unreturned security deposits for unclaimed beer kegs uh, to the city treasury. Law number two, in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, it's illegal to possess or consume non-alcoholic beer in massage parlors. <laughs> wow. Oh, my Law God. Where is that? Uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, go on. Number Number three, three, go ahead. In Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it is illegal to spill a beer in Miller Stadium. And then law number four, in Wilton, Connecticut, only restaurants and country clubs may sell or dispense beer. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm going to repeat the laws for everybody here, and then we'll make our guesses. I guess Pyatt will have to go first tonight. I don't think he's ever gone on first, or rarely. In Holyoke, Massachusetts, is that correct? Massachusetts, Ratto? Yep. Okay. Four out of five of any deposit kept by a vendor for unreturned beer kegs must be turned over to the city treasury. Good Lord. Okay, that's four-fifths of any deposit. I'm sorry. Four-fifths of any deposit. I apologize. In Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, it is illegal to possess, to possess or consume non-alcoholic beer in massage parlors. That is amazing. Uh, law number three. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it is illegal to spill a beer in Miller Stadium. That should be illegal. In Wilton, Connecticut, only restaurants and country clubs may sell beer. So there, there are your four laws. I'm going to take a little bit of, of, of time here and take a look. This is tough, Charles. You, like always, you do a great job. Yeah, this is a tough one, man. Oh, boy. You know I, think, I think you're going to get me on this. I think my average is going to be low. Mm. It's going to be below 500, Charlie, you bastard. <laughs> I can't believe it, then. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, well, Pied, what are you going with? I'll go second. All right, okay. Pied's going with one. I will go with four. Ben? Oh, Tony. And I'm going with four. All right, so Pied's got one. I am four. Ben is four. We're going to give you the drum roll, Charles, and then you will tell us that it's uh, neither one or four. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. It's neither one or four. <laughs> I knew it! Son of a bitch. All right, what is it, Charles? Tell us. Uh, no, it's okay. It's perfectly good. It's still a beer in Miller Stadium. Surprisingly, though, there is a law you can't throw a beer or kick a beer can at anybody. See, I thought you. I, had to, oh, I, I thought that was the bait. That's what I. Oh. Dog. Damn you, Charles. Oh, Damn you. Good lord. Oh god. No oh, That makes me mad. And we also learned last week, Charles. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but under Illinois law, last week the bunk law. This was the bunk law. Then we'll correct it. Under Illinois law, a police officer must show you the speed you registered on his radar laser equipment upon request. And we found out that was not true. They have they don't have to show you that. That's true, right, uh, Charles? In fact, in no, in no state can, uh, can you actually request it. Any, any right. police department in any state will tell you no. 
All right, so you hear that, folks. Don't ask for the ra- the, the radar uh, reading, because then they'll really they'll bring out the batons and tasers and acoustic weapons. So, Charles, uh, once again, thank you so much. You've deceived us yet again. We can only be grateful for it. Uh, you are the king of Laura Lai and the creator. So, thank you again. My pleasure. Have a good one, guys. Have a great evening. And, uh, yes. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> and j- just to follow up there, we, yes. Lorelai. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Um, we did have the theme, or at least we uh, inspired Charles Ratner to do the uh, Lorelai based on alcohol, in this case beer, obviously, because uh, we did read that Newsmax article, and I want to just read a quick uh, excerpt. Once again, if you haven't heard, researchers are always looking for the magic bullet to kill cancer, and now they may have found it in a surprising place, a glass of beer. Who knew? It turns out that hops, which is the flavor component of beer, contains a cancer-fighting compound called xanthalumol. Uh, xanthalumol turns out to be a toxic to several kinds of human cancer, including prostate, ovarian, breast, and colon. So, folks, if you're out there, I mean, do your own research. I am certainly not a doctor and probably never will be, but um, I might be a fake doctor like those doctorate degrees. Oh, I don't want to insult anybody. Okay, never mind. Uh, but if you do your research, check it out. If you know, if you, Listen, don't, be, uh, don't worry if you have a glass of beer. It's good for you these days. Yeah. One glass can't do anything wrong, right? No, four, not five, at all. six. Um, so there you are. Yeah, well, all right. So there you are, folks. And just keep me on the health tear, and that's why we did that. Uh, I, I want to alert all of our Prozac people. A new warning for young adults taking antidepressants. The government says that adults between the ages of 18 and 24 just starting a regimen of antidepressant treatment should be warned that there's an increased risk of suicidal thoughts and behavior. The Food and Drug Administration wants to put those warnings on antidepressants to cover that 18 to 24 year old age set. The current warning applies only to children and adolescents. The FDA says people currently on antidepressant medication should not stop taking them. However, those with concerns should notify their health care providers. There are at least 36 drugs on the FDA's list. Manufacturers have 30 days to revise their labels with the warnings. For more details, click to the health section of MSNBC.com. Yeah, maybe one more ABC organization has to go. Yeah. Like so many, the FDA, the NSA, and CDC, and all this stuff. But, uh... Interesting how an antidepressant drug would be causing suicides, even if it's not in the prescribed age range. Here comes the Prozac. Yes, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the more we talk about the health news, it's just uh, it's amazing. And the more you listen and, and hear about the drugs that are being prescribed today and you hear about more of the incidents that are occurring, you know, death. We had uh, some drugs from China being shipped over last week. We talked about those. and. I wish the news would get better. But, folks, we shall return. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about cell phones and how government can listen into your cell phones, uh, even if they're off. So stay tuned, folks. You are on the farm. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths and a secret proceedings. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on Be The People's Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Give us a call at 888-202-1984. your cell phone, there's no way the government could ever hear you. Certainly not the FBI. It's turned off, right? Have we got news for you. 
right, here's that cell phone story you've been waiting for. Cell phone users beware. Big Brother may be listening. The Federal Bureau of Investigation can now hear everything you say, even when the cell phone is turned off. I know it sounds kind of out there, but using your phone's tracking device, authorities can now activate the microphone inside the dreaded thing, allowing them to eavesdrop on you and your conversations. Serious business, and the FBI used this form of surveillance to keep tabs on critical conversations by people they call known members of the mafia. Experts say the only way around it is to take the battery out of the thing. Interesting, Ben. I, you know, I was looking around a little bit about this. I actually saw a couple of really cool YouTube videos where people uh, were talking about little tricks that you should know. You know, the the 911 call for cell phones is like 112. It's not really 911. There's all kinds of stuff. Okay. There was there was something about the 411. Um, how if you want to get 411, you don't instead of pressing 411 then send. If you want to get free 411, it's 1 800 free 411. Okay. And you just listen to an advertisement and you can get free 411 service completely wow. free, uncharged, completely. Uh, wow. But the point I'm trying to make here is I'm just not sure if every cell phone works under this these premises. For example, there was a couple of Nokia things that this guy was demonstrating on YouTube and it didn't really work for my Samsung phone, you know, uh -huh. with Verizon service. But it still is interesting, Ben, that uh, even with the cell phone turned off, at least some phones out there, they can still activate the microphone. In them. Yeah, absolutely. And pretty I wonder, scary. And I wonder if, uh, if they're going to add more and more. I mean, if in the future, almost all cell phones are going to carry that feature, you know, and, well, and they will taunt it as a feature. I think the one part of it is that now that we know about it, uh, I'm sure that people will demonstrate how to disable that feature. And or the other point that I'm thinking of and uh, worrying about in a lot of ways is, well, what does every cell phone have now? A camera. Yeah. And cameras are becoming, you know, the technology is just incredible. We always talk about how camera technology is uh -huh. just increasing at an amazing rate these days. But, yeah, I mean, if they could, if they could activate the phone uh, and, yeah, and the only microphone, that. why not the camera? Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not trying to be paranoid. I'm just saying, you know, listen, the possibilities are out there. Let's Tony, talk about we, them. We covered that news article last week where we had talked about Comcast. Literally, oh my God. person was talking about using cable boxes, the camera in the cable box, to look inside your video, uh, to look inside your living room to do a facial recognition on your face and to know what programs you'd like and to pull up specific advertising tailored to who you are. It I is. Mean, that's, that's a scary thing. It I mean, really they're is. To quelch that. They're trying to quelch that right now. Comcast is going out, going out on the limb and, and trying to say, no, that's not true. That's not happening whatsoever, even though they have a, an entire R&D department. You're uh, a you know, liar. Well, the one thing I always wondered, that, so. I, I always wondered, Ben, uh, you know, how do they know, you know, what people are watching? How do they know how many hits are getting uh, on American Idol at any given time? It can't be from the phones. they got to know what you're watching, and it's got to be from your cable box. I mean, they, after the Janet Jackson incident, we all know yeah. that they were tracking replays, and, like, these people know exactly what you're watching on TV. So the other step there is if they can know who you are, recognition software they know where you've browsed they can feed you the ads that are higher potentially that are gonna you know enthrall you I don't know yeah it's just nuts and it's just like an advertising disaster but uh, plenty more when we come back folks food prices economics all kinds of stuff on the animal farm stay tuned I'm not gonna stand here and listen to this baloney People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. 
in our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our programs, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jogs a few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, 1-877-928-8822. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Deadline Live and Jack Flood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Anzali, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We the People Radio Network. Well, folks, golf season is here. I know all of you are getting ready for the warm weather, at least people in the Northeast. They're getting ready for golf season. Uh, and I want to take this time to tell you about Tasty Golf Tees, the world's only and first flavored golf tee. You heard it right, folks. They're actually flavored wood, Ben. Nice. You can chew and suck on them and do whatever the hell you want with them. Uh, the website is www.tastygolftees.com. There's four flavors, cherry, grape, strawberry, and cinnamon. And I've actually uh, tasted these, Ben. These things are incredible. I, I, I cannot even tell you how amazing they are. Really, I love them. 
Yeah, they're they're wonderful, and and even if you don't use them all the time, they're good to kind of curb hunger, especially on the course. And if you're a smoker, a lot of people that I've talked to and testimonials on their website say, you know, this I smoke a lot less on the course in general. It's just good. It's kind of you know feeds the need. But once again, folks, tastygolfies.com, cherry, grape, strawberry, and cinnamon. You can buy them in individual bags, or you can buy them in bulk. Contact the members at uh, info at tastygolfies.com. These are FDA approved, folks. And again, yeah, before you tee off, you you just chew on them or nibble on them, and they're just they're full of flavor. A must-have for any golfer, and they also make a great gift. So once again, folks, check them out, tastygolfies.com. And plenty of news when we come back. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. So, if they ever activated the microphones in the studio while we were off there, <laughs> oh, boy, would we get into some trouble. <laughs> we would not be here right now, man. Yes, we'd get into some big trouble. Uh, aside from that, <laughs> Gary Franchi, um, who has a, a show on We The People Radio Network here, did a bombshell interview. A bombshell interview. Great with, uh, interview. Great job. Tom Ridge, um, he uh, he was uh, played, a, played the scene like an info warrior. Went out there, started asking Tom Ridge some questions, uh, honest to God questions. Questions again, honest to God response from him. I think it's a very this is a great job, Ben. Let me just say that it was a fantastic. Yeah, job. we got to get Gary Franchi in the White House uh, press secretary room. You know, we got to we got to get him in there somehow. No, I agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more because this was this was extremely effective. Have a listen, folks. Yes, sir. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Very good. Uh, I have a question for you. Sure. Who am I talking to? Why are you asking me? My name is Gary Franchi. Uh-huh. I'm with RestoreTheRepublic.com and LoneLantern.org. Uh-huh. Um, as former director of the Homeland Security Department, do you think that the Amero, the proposed currency for North America, will provide um, the United States with a stronger country? Or do you think it will, um, will hurt us because we're moving into a different currency structure? I don't quite understand. What the Amero, the, the proposed currency for North America with uh, uh, I, listen, I, uh, Canada, Mexico, uh, United States, North, I, North American Union. Well, I, you know, I think uh, if you have a common currency, you normally have to have a common uh, a banking infrastructure. You have a common banking infrastructure. You have to have a common, uh, the equivalent of a common uh, Federal Reserve. And I don't think, you know, I just, no, I think, I think the economies can be integrated, but uh, I just don't see any future for a common currency in the media. Future. I just, uh, there's still, uh, uh, I'm quite sure there'll be resistance in all three countries uh, to do work. Look, it took the Europeans 50 years uh, to get that far, and I suspect we're 50 or 100 years from even talking seriously about it. Would you support a new investigation for 9 11 as the family members have suggested and requested? I haven't heard the, the basis of their uh, the concern that a lot of 9 11 members had. Um, well, the, the controlled demolition of the World Trade Center. Yeah, I just don't buy 
by that. I mean, I'm just sorry. I'm just, I just, uh, that's a conspiracy theory that uh, has absolutely no reasonable basis in fact. I mean, is this the crowd that thinks the government, uh, that thinks there were some... I think there's a lot of questions right. that need to be answered. I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, the 9-11 Commission report... Well, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I think... Answer those questions. Well, I, listen, I, don't, I hope you read the 9-11 Commission. They were pretty doggone thorough. And uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's almost like out of the twilight zone. It's just too... Uh, no, I don't think they ought to open it. What about the real ID? you think that's going to bring us a safer country? Yeah, real ID. People have asked me that question. Now, all these are my opinions, not John McCain. Oh, I understand. All right? Sure. My opinion, not John McCain's. Um, number one, as a governor, the real idea is a bad idea because you gave me a mandate and you're not willing to fund it. I don't like that at all as a governor. Number two, at some point in time, I think in order to fight crime, in order to fight terrorism, in order to fight government fraud, and in order to fight identity theft, some form of standard form of national identification would be very helpful. Not just to be, defeat terrorism and combat crime, but there's a gazillion dollar industry called identity theft that would probably uh, save a lot of people a lot of money in the theft of their identities if you had something like that. But I, we still haven't gotten around the issues of privacy and who would have that information. And, and at the end of the day, I still think we've got a lot of work to do. There's a lot of states that are putting up opposition to it. And do you, do you think that the federal government will be successful in, in implementing it? Or do you think that the states will be successful in defeating it? Well, in your I, opinion. Uh, I, again, first of all, the legislation that created the Department of Homeland Security uh, said to the, the first secretary and successive secretaries, no national ID. So Congress uh, said, all right, no national ID. Let's just try to standardize a driver's license. Not a bad idea. I think people are a little bit we look more comfortable with a state standardized driver's license than a national ID. Uh, but having said that, that's a billions of dollars associated with retrofitting all your uh, driver's license. So I think I think that the states would be more inclined to do it if the federal government was want to pay for it. Nobody, no governor likes unfunded mandates. I've heard that an RFID chip would be included in that. Um, an RFID has been known to be able to track America. Oh yeah, listen, I think. Do want to put an RFID chip? Well, no, I don't. No, 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 no. How do you feel about that? Well, I know a little bit about RFIDs, and if. It'd be even a colder day in New Hampshire than they put an RFID chip in my ID, let me tell you. Okay. Because, you know, as you put it, uh, you track people. And, uh, or no, 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 no. I, I think biometric identification, I mean, literally millions of Americans, something like that would be helpful because you really get around ident uh, identity fraud. Uh, but there's... There's still a lot of no, loopholes yeah, in RFID. No, no, a thousand times no. Uh, the only thing with RFID, I wanted, maybe I put on my dog's collar. <laughs> An RFID on my dog's collar, but not on my not on my driver's license. No way. And that's again, that's Tom Ridge, right? And then he, he goes along to ask him some more questions about the CFR and the uh, Bohemian oh, Grove. How do you feel about the Council on Foreign Relations, and are you a member? No. Well, I've, I've talked to them from several times. I've read a lot of their reports. Uh, they're like any other uh, organization. They've got a point of view. And as I make my final decisions, I like to hear multiple points of view, and I'm not a member. And uh, what about the, the Bilderberg Group or the Trilateral? Have you have you ever been invited or gone no. to a meeting? No. no. What about the, the Bohemian Grove? Have you ever gone no. out there? No. Do you know folks I'm just, that have gone I'm, out there? I've known a lot of folks who have gone out there. I'm yeah. listening. That's, Did it, have you those are eagles. I run with the sparrows. Those are uh, the eagles yeah. I run with the sparrows? Uh, uh, yeah, listen, those, I know a lot of people have gone out there. Some of them are friends of mine. I was invited once when I was Secretary of uh, Homeland Security. I thought the last place in the world I want to be is Secretary of Homeland Security is the Bohemian Grove. Yeah. It looked bad, wasn't right. 
outside and go. Real simple. Yeah, I've heard that they, they do a, a mock sacrifice in front of a big stone owl. They do a lot of weird stuff out there. Have, well, have, you, have you heard I'm that? Not, I'm not going down that path because I don't have a clue what they okay, do. So, yeah, okay. so he talks to him about that. But, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get back, too. But, you know, the, the method in which he asks him those questions and the information that he's able to get from him is, uh, yeah. is, is great. Yeah, I think you and I were saying there, man, before the show. I mean, this this is this is the, you know the right way to do it. If nothing, I mean, a lot of times, and I think it's great that people are getting active. I think it's great that we have we are change. I think it's awesome that activists are all over and that people are still protesting and, and they're not you know succumbing to the fear. Uh, but a lot of times you see people, and I'm not even talking about like about the Larry Silverstein thing. I think that's different. But you know, a lot of times we see people confronted, people in government, people, uh-huh. politicians, or, or just big businessmen. And a lot of times, you know, we want the answers out of them, but there's there's only so much they're going to take and a lot of times I, I think that the activists chase them away yep. without getting the information from them accurately so uh, we're going to follow up on the real ID folks I do have some aspartame news for you to follow up maybe we'll talk about that in near the end but uh, stay tuned plenty more where they came from alright folks Animal Farm Show Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Dr. Paul is exactly the kind of president we need. Although the president's the commander-in-chief, he doesn't declare war. Under the Constitution, only the House of Representatives can declare war. We've never declared a war since World War II. And we've never won a war since World War II. I was drafted. I was sent to South Vietnam. The Americans were involved right in the middle of a civil war, very similar to where we are in Iraq. There was no peace until we were defeated and there was no honor. We preemptively, aggressively invaded a sovereign foreign state. Our military is supposed to be defensive. But it's not 
all for defense. Some of it's for offense. Some of it's for things that end up making us uh, hated throughout the world. We have embarked on things never intended by the founding fathers. They said, don't get involved in the internal affairs of other nations. I don't become the policeman of the world. We should keep ourselves free and unfettered from these entangling alliances in which we become the unwitting servant of other countries and other kings. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. Well, folks, Real ID is uh, closing on us, as many of you already know. States are urged to comply with ID rule. And this is a good follow-up to the Tom Ridge uh, interview, which we will have a little bit further discussion. And, uh, again, folks, tell us your thoughts. Send us your uh, your opinions here. Animal Farm Show, one word. That's Instant Messenger AOL. And you can also give us a ring at 888-202-1984. But uh, out of USA Today, millions of residents of three states will soon face tougher and longer screening at airport checkpoints if their governors defy a federal law requiring new, more secure driver's licenses, Ben. Mm-hmm. Maine, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. Carolina have until March 31st to say whether they plan to comply with the law, which they say is costly and will inconvenience residents by forcing them to get new licenses. So on both sides of the spectrum here, it seems like inconvenience to get them. And then if you don't get them, you're going to have uh, you're going to be put in one of those secret rooms in the airport. God knows. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the, the rubber gloves will be strapped on, folks. <laughs> if the states don't comply, the Homeland Security Department will bar travelers from using those states' licenses and ID cards to board airplanes starting May 11th. We are not bluffing, Department spokeswoman Amy Kudwa says. Some fear massive confusion at delays uh, and delays at the 15 airports in the three states. Passengers showing unacceptable licenses. Licenses will be pulled aside for additional screening, possibly including pat-downs. And like I said, Ben, the latex gloves, you better get a couple extra boxes because they will definitely be involved. It would create havoc, said Harrison Reardon of the Columbia Metropolitan Airport Board in South Carolina's capital. The Homeland Security Department warns on its website that passengers with unacceptable licenses may experience delays at checkpoints. Travelers with passports or military IDs will avoid the extra screening. Uh, ben, we got into the real ID thing because of the Tom Ridge interview, and I think the point that you and I were making uh, recently before the break and even before the show was that we both agree that this is a very effective way. This particular interview should be used, I think, as somewhat of a template Absolutely. on how to approach Absolutely. and respectively. And then really the question is, I'm not, you know, don't bow to your masters. All I'm saying is you can go up to someone and grill them and then scare them away, then they're going to they're, they're gonna flee and you're not going to get anything out of them. You've instantly turned off the light. Yeah. But with this interview, and I think what you said too, Ben, is that we seem to have gotten some interesting information because of how this interview is conducted and the message that basically goes out is you know try to be respectful at the same time still be a journalist uh-huh. we're all pissed off yeah. let's not show it at every single moment but what are your thoughts on that no it's, it's absolutely right gary french did a great great job on this and i just think you know whenever whenever you look at look at yourself as an activist and wanting to help the world and wanting to make the world a better place you have to think about it in terms of and i hate to be a broken record here and i hate to uh, use you know alex jones's terms but you know we're playing chess here. We're not playing checkers. Yeah. It's a more complex game. You need to understand how, how to win it, you know, and one of the ways that you win it is really just trying to figure out 
what what the truth is. You know what I mean? A lot of us looked at Tom Ridge and then we we saw Tom Ridge as this evil overlord who's mm-hmm. who's the the first you know he's the 45th governor of Pennsylvania, first uh, uh, homeland security director ever, and we find we we think of him as this evil overlord who is you know protecting uh, the you know yeah who's protecting the establishment. And he's you know he's, he's kissed the ring and you know I'm in my black cloak and everything uh, like that and and I'm the director of this brand new uh, Gestapo homeland security thing and and I'm making all these evil laws and passing these things but when you listen to this interview you start to realize that this is a sincere person and he is actually saying the things that he believes this is he's not he's not uh, he's not politically motivated anymore to lie so he can go out there and he can tell the truth he could say this is my opinion not john mccain's and you know the people that go to the bohemian grove the people that are part of the cfr part of the trilateral commission are the eagles and i am uh what did he refer to himself as uh, a different type of bird. The audio was a little garbled there. I'm not sure what he, he was referred to them as as eagles, and he was uh, referring to himself as a as a more gentle type of bird. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess you could make the argument here. I mean, you know, I, you, you could listen to Tom Ridge and what he said. I guess you could make the argument that well, maybe he doesn't understand. Maybe he doesn't. You know, with the 9/11 question, I don't and, think he does. Well, I mean, either way, I mean, if he doesn't, he should. <laughs> of all friggin' people, uh, he should be probably number one or two but homeland security thing, director. And here's the thing about getting to the meat of the bone and uh, and to the meat of the the problem is that you at least know at this point that he's ignorant you know that he's not necessarily trying to cover it up you know you know well, that he's ignorant and that he's that he he read the nine commission 911 commission report well, and thought that it was thorough well, i mean come on i, I doubt he read it because it's, it's completely not thorough but, and that, that's not really open for debate that can be proven i know but he hasn't he hasn't gone through and looked at the alternative you know he hasn't read david gray griffin's uh article he doesn't know the scientific basis upon with the demolition and the 120 uh, misrepresentations in that 9-11 commission report he doesn't understand that and if nothing else um you know we could also make the argument that he didn't walk away once what you know keep in mind this is the real this is like i said the meat and potatoes here once he was asked about 9-11 he didn't say well okay this interview's over not in a david gergen type thing where it's it's ambush journalism Uh Uh, there's different ways different styles there's nothing right or wrong but at least you know he he answered the questions he didn't walk away instantly so you got to give him some credit and nothing else i like his response to the rfid technology but then he also says that biometrics are a good alternative and i mean yeah. either of those in the hands of a corrupt government uh, a totalitarian government i should say that uh-huh. that is it's the same evil i mean maybe there's one that's lesser more than another but uh so you know it's like okay we won't have the coke but we'll have the pepsi type thing again this yeah. war will end in the defeat of the terrorist totalitarian totalitarian thank god for bias oh, but man. uh oh boy yeah speaking of george bush he uh <laughs> George W. He, he uh What did he do now, Ben? He drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he insulted uh, uh, another person at a prep con. Is this conference. no, is this the reporter? story remember he insulted the blind reporter and and didn't know about it well he insulted another another person with a straight face mind you is the one who so, yeah okay so here here it is it's just uh, of all people to be insulting people uh, let's talking. see who's mark smith a radio man Thank you very much, sir, for including our, our radio folks here. Face for radio. <laughs> I wish I could say that was the first time you told me that, sir. <laughs> first time I did it to a national audience, sir. Actually, my wife. Yeah, see, see, I'm glad I'm not a reporter because I would have thrown my pen at him or something. Um, you know, that whatever, George. But of all people, uh, you idiot. If there's one human being living in this country who has no rights 
to insult anybody, George W. Bush. Uh, sorry, but, uh, you know. George W. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we like to make fun of him. It's fun. He's a good punching bag, but the, you know, we talk about real issues. And I, I did, I mean, there's so much more we want to fit in tonight, Ben, and I want to talk about the aspartame maybe in the last segment, but I do want to quickly talk about this recent report out of CNN about the veterans' health care and how it's more and more of a burden. Veterans returning from Iraq and Afghanistan are at a higher risk of suicide because not all Veterans Affairs health clinics have round-the-clock mental care. That's according to an internal review conducted by the Inspector General. The VA found that several facilities lacked 24-hour staff, adequate screening for mental problems, or properly trained workers. It also estimated that about 1,000 vets who receive care from the VA commit suicide every year. Earlier this month, the Pentagon released an urgent warning calling for improved health care for soldiers returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. The inspector general said the VA's report echoed some of the Pentagon's concerns. For MSNBC.com, I'm Dara Brown. That was MSNBC. I apologize. That was CNN. Uh, ben, you know, if, if, this, if the issue of veterans' health care alone uh, is, is not top five priority, of problems in this country, I don't know what is, and I'm obviously I'm missing the boat because this is just, I mean, how much how much louder can we scream this? And um, the most hypocritical uh, it's aspect awful. of this country, it's just unbelievable. The the support the troops, the notion that you are supporting the troops, and then uh, the, the the care that they're getting is is criminal. It's criminal. It's such ass backwards. Oh, Someone with that, with the you know the yellow ribbon on the car, you try to just talk to them about the war, and most of them have no idea. I mean, I I. I I, I here's what I do. This is my uh, routine. Okay, mm -hmm. I drive down here to New York to go to the studio every every Tuesday and Thursday mm -hmm. here, and I hear I listen to these New York cons on radio. I listen to uh, uh, what the, what the hell's Hannity on Vanity. Vanity. And I listen to uh, Mark Levin, and uh, and I listen to these people, and they talk on and on about these great troops. Now the four thousandth uh, troop is going to die, and these stupid liberals are going to use this four thousandth death in a in a uh, political way, and they're going to disgrace these these honorable troops uh, that we care so much about. <laughs> and then this 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 freaking penguin goes on the air and doesn't even talk about the plea of uranium, doesn't even talk yeah. about the lack but of, see, that's what of it health is. coverage out there. Not again. It's just it's uh, these people are just the most evil people in the world. It's like well, how do you how do you go on the air, say pro be pro war, uh, talk about bombing other countries? and then say that you support the troops, and then all of them are homeless when they get home. Well, or about, yeah. blowing their own brains out or killing their wives. Think whatever. of the subterfuge of using the pro-troop idea and then saying, you know, that you can't talk about what's really going on. You know, saying, oh, we're pro, we're for the war, we're for the troops. But he won't talk about the fact that 4,000 are dead. And what have we accomplished? It's Bush, is, Bush went on TV and said that, you know, they, they hope they didn't die in vain and that they were fighting for free, freedom. Where? Yeah. Our country is dissolving from within. What, what are these troops fighting for? And, I, and, I, and listen, I'm not saying there's not some really good deeds going on because I know for a fact that some of the troops have done some really great things. Why is it why is it not talked about? I don't know. It's a shame. I, I know a lot of veterans. I work with a couple of them. And you, got, um, and you have only over half a million deaths. It in still Iraq. doesn't. Yeah, it death. still does not oh, justify it. This is a joke. And God knows how many Iraqis are dead. Yeah. I don't even want to guess. Rick in Ohio, we'll get to your call. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. Much more to come. God, I love freedom. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. 
you can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Coco Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Hi, neighbor. We all know that knowledge is power. We've tried to give you knowledge to help you prepare for rough times. There's the worldwide famine and our country's dependence on often dangerous food imports. You know about genetically poisoned food. Two-thirds of the food is disappearing with the bees along with huge crop failures from all-time record water shortages. You know they're turning food into fuel with corn ethanol plants. If we do not control our food, food will be used to control us. Food control has been the plan historically in every enslaved population and is the plan for America. The only value of the knowledge you have to take control of your food is if you choose to get a supply while you still have the freedom to choose. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, efoodsdirect.com. Call 800-409-5633. Lighting the fires of liberty with your host, Michael Badnarik, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, only on We the People Radio Network. Eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four to call in, folks. Eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four. If you want to reach us via instant message, it's AOL instant message. Screen name Animal Farm Show, all one word. Uh, we got Rick in Ohio on the line. Rick, how you doing? You're on the farm. Uh, good, pretty good. I've listening to you guys for about twenty minutes here. Uh, I'm a veteran. I'm just going to continue with a little on the veteran uh, story you were talking. And, uh, Vietnam. And, uh, we were in a restaurant a few weeks ago. Of course, I'm a Ron Paul supporter. Meet another fellow veteran having some breakfast. And this gentleman walked up and grabbed this button. I was wearing a Ron Paul button. And I didn't know him from Adam. And he grabbed that button and he, and he looked at me. I looked at him and he says, uh, do you like that button? 
I says, yeah, I especially like the button. I especially like the guy who's on the button. Right. So I didn't know how this was going to go, you know. And uh, I says, yeah. He says, I'll tell you what, I love this Ron Paul. And uh, I didn't know him from him. I was wearing the button. And uh, here this fellow talked to us for about a half an hour. He is uh, um, a Gulf War veteran, was wounded. I don't know how. But he was pretty messed up, and he told uh, us that he had quite a time just keeping a job. And he basically couldn't really do too much. He looked like he was about maybe 45. Uh, and uh, we were talking about the Ron Paul campaign and everything. He did not know about the radio station, which I told him about. And uh, ended up, this man does have a job now, and what he does is he works with uh, these veterans that have all kind of serious mental problems from the war over there. And it is big time. You guys did mention it, but, it, you know, it's not alone the guys that have been wounded. It's the mental anguish on top of it. And uh, and here we got the best guy out of any candidate and the, and the best one in all the years that I've been around, I'm 62, running for president, and he can't get the coverage that he should. Now, I think that's going to get a little bit better as we go, but it is a damn shame. And I'll tell you what, I was watching this Lou Dobbs tonight because he has had some good stuff on there about the American, uh, you know, the road there through Texas, the North American Union, et cetera. But they had a poll for president tonight, and this really got me hot. And it had McCain, it had Clinton, it had... Uh, um, Obama, Obama, mm -hmm. and it had, and it had. Uh, oh my God, Ralph Nader. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say they just, you know, didn't include him, but they actually put Nader. Oh, oh Jesus! They put no. Elmo and there. What, I was say, Elmo a choice, Rick? I say don't get mad. I always tell uh, one of the guys got real upset one morning. It was Kurt, and I called him up, and I said, I mean, he lost it, and he now, used it up. And I said, yeah. okay, sir, don't get mad, get even. And that's what right. we got to do. I've talked to this Lou Dobbs before. It took me two days to get a hold of him on that new radio program. And I would call him again, and I don't, take, I don't care how long it takes, uh, that this is a disgrace. It's a virtual disgrace. We completely agree. Rick, first off, I want to just do a little Animal Farm tradition for all veterans. We give a little round of applause, and we say thank you for the little bit that it is worth, Rick. Uh, and secondly, I do want to let you know that if you if you care, uh, on our archives, and our I'm sorry, not our archives, our forums, we did interview Jeffrey Humphrey, Sergeant, who's a veteran, and we opened up a, a veteran's corner. I know there's been a couple of posts, uh, some stuff about health and Gulf War Syndrome. If you want to post there, uh, Rick, by all means, please do. The more, the better, and if there's anything else that we could do, if you want to plug any websites, you know, by all means, do it. Uh, we completely, all of us, all agree with you, and it's been nothing more than just ignoring Ron Paul since the very beginning. Uh, but the fact that they, I mean, he's still in the campaign, the fact that they didn't even include him, it, it's, it's nothing new to me, but, yes, it, it gets me crazy, too, Rick. It really does. didn't even have him on the list. You know, now, a couple yep. months ago, a month ago, I called up one night because they did the same thing. And uh, there's a line you can call that referred to the of the station, supposedly, and they did put his name down. But, you know, this is really ridiculous. Now, I'd like to mention one other thing. You talked about the real ID. Yep. And I've been I've been kind of working on that a little bit, too. And uh, I uh, talked to my uh, 
senator's office about uh, maybe three weeks ago about it, and uh, I referred to them uh, my feelings on it. Of course, I'm against it, and I got a letter. I got a letter in about a week from Senator Sherrod Brown, and he told me that when this came about in 2005, he voted against it, and he said that he would support anything uh, any resolutions to change that. And I'll tell you what, I, I feel pretty good about that. And like you guys were saying, a lot of times you've got to contact people uh, and let them know uh, because, you know, that is the process. And then sometimes, you know, like this happened in 2005, I wasn't aware of it then, um, to see what really did happen and who voted this way and who voted the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Rick... For what you were what you were talking about before, and I think you made a great point there, where um, you know the media didn't even mention the fact that Ron Paul was uh, was running, and you know this goes into something that we had talked about previously in other shows that you know my my little girl went to school, who's in uh, second grade, went to school and talked to her teacher, and her Daughter, teacher yeah. um, her teacher had literally told her that no, Ron Paul's not in the race anymore. I mean, yeah, he dropped out. <laughs> these, yes, these teachers don't oh, even God. know, so they try to bring children into the election process, but they themselves are also co op because they don't really know what's what's truly happening, and they're bringing that on, they're bringing on that that co-option into the children's world, which is which is you know uh, sad to say. And just a follow up on that uh, to let people out there know, uh, my my daughter did mention to me that she's the only one in her class that know even knows about him. Probably. That is rooting for Ron Paul. And I said, well, that's good. And I said, that's good. That means you're head and shoulders above the rest. And I had to, told her, I said, you know, only only five percent uh, of people in America were for the revolution when it happened. And yeah, we were right in that situation. Scarce man. Yeah. I'll bet you, you know, Ron Paul was on, uh, you're probably aware of this, he was on uh, George Norrie last night. Yeah, I actually recorded it, right. Yeah, I got it recorded, too. And, and a couple of my friends that are uh, in the Ron Paul movement, they listened to it, too. And I'll tell you what, he did a great job. And that show has probably got about 20 million listeners. I'm sure, yeah. They're awful truck drivers. And, you know, the situation with the North American Union is a serious one, too. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Ron Paul is one of the first co-signers of House Resolution Number 40. Now, I've talked about this for four months, and I've talked to congressmen and senators about it. The House Resolution 40 is a simple written resolution by Congressman uh, Gooden from Virginia, and it lays out the whole thing, that it would stop the form of the North American Union. It would, it would stop the building of the highway. It's got 46 co-sponsors right now. I actually called this congressman's office and talked to this fellow about it uh, because I didn't know what it would take to really get it to a major, you know, vote. And he said about 100 signatures. Yeah. Now, we got now Ron, yeah, Ron, Ron Paul, he really, I, and I listened. Did you catch him on uh, Coast to Coast last night, Rick? You, you heard him, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, he, and the great thing about him is, you know, he's so consistent and he's so smart. But what I love about him too is that he doesn't hold back. You know, he he makes no qualms about talking about the military-industrial complex, and uh, you know, he he just he tells it like it is. He's so you know he's got his his beliefs and he's got his stands on a lot of issues, and uh, it's just so nice to hear. An educated politician with no uh, skeletons in the closet talking, but uh, Rick, any any last minute thoughts, Rick? We got to move on. Yeah, I'll tell you just one little quick thing. There's uh, Go ahead. a friend of mine. His aunt is 82 years old, 
was watching one of those debates with Ron Paul. And I was driving home. I caught part. I, I missed part, and I was watching the basketball game. I said, how's it going? She said, I could kick that television in. I said, what do you mean? She says, they are just not giving them any time. <laughs> and, I mean, she's a heck of a, a champion for Ron Paul now. You know what I mean? And she Absolutely. Sometimes these people are so smart, and a lot of the American public really is starting to find out what's going on. And there may be a big surprise in this convention. That's what I think. I agree. No, Rick, thank you so much for the call. And listen, call back. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, again, though, Rick, post. Uh, if you want us to help you out, maybe we can get you some signatures there. Uh, the forums, animalfarmshow.com. Uh, and, again, there's a lot of stuff about veterans there. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get more information. And, Rick, you know, we're just trying to do our best. I mean, it's it's the least that we can do. And believe me, I can speak for Ben and Pyeth and everybody in my house. We're all uh, really upset with the mistreatment of our, our veterans. And yeah. It just, it really, it's, it's yeah. the issue that hits me the hardest because Absolutely. they make the ultimate the sacrifice and yeah and, just, and you know great points uh, Rick that you brought up there um, you know one of the earlier points that you had made was that you know you had uh, talked to somebody about the radio station and, and uh, you know we the people radio network Ron Paul Revolution Radio a lot of people don't even know about these radio stations yeah you know we have uh, we the people radio network that literally has in my opinion I, I think has the best hosts out there it's got some great hosts it has the best excellent hosts, hosts out there I mean the best I don't even I don't even know if it's if it can even be compared to but you know we we, we need your help we need for everybody that's listening to go out there and let people know because this Patriot community is very big and WTPRN and Ron Paul Revolution Radio still hasn't reached everybody in this movement yet. No. The movement is growing, Ben. Close. The movement is growing and we're we're winning a lot of the small little wars and uh, yeah. we'll just keep the ball rolling like we always say and folks, we're unfortunately out of time. We will be back Thursday with lots more news. We'll talk about the UK syndrome going on, which uh, we self-dubbed that. But uh, from all of us here, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on t Thursday. And uh, have a great week. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.